from the beautiful campus of California State University, San Bernardino, and the College of Arts and Letters, thank you for tuning in to the CSUSB Cal Podcasts. These podcasts focus on all things in the College of Arts and Letters. From our innovative, creative faculty in their teachings and outside projects, to staff insights, and our students carving their way in these COVID times. Welcome to the Cal State San Bernardino College of Arts and Letters podcast series. I'm Kelly Cloutier, Operations Manager for Coyote Radio and Advertising, and really happy to have our guest today on board, Kathy Gray, a professor in the Art and Design Department at Cal State San Bernardino and reality show TV star. We'll get to that in a little bit. So, um, Kathy, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks. Um, Please describe where you grew up and your hometown and that background there. Sure. Um, I grew up in Toronto in Canada, so uh, quite a distance from here. Um, Went to undergraduate art school there. Um, You know, Toronto's a big city. I mean, by Canadian standards, I guess it's a pretty big city, often referred to as the New York of Canada, maybe. Um, but it was it was great. I loved living there. Um, it's really pretty multicultural, so that means there's lots of great food and um, you know galleries and restaurants and cultural amenities, all that kind of stuff. So I found it a really supportive environment to um, grow up and you know try to be an artist. And so on that, how did you get interested in glass blowing? Oh, I took a class when I was an undergraduate um, in art school. And, and, you know, I had gone to art school with this very vague idea that I wanted to be an artist and didn't really know, like, what all those possibilities were. Um, I actually thought I was more inclined towards kind of design and, like, furniture design and lighting design in particular. And I took a glass class because I thought it would be helpful for knowing a little bit about working with glass if I wanted to design lighting fixtures, for instance. And then really, really fell in love with working with the material and um, just kind of all the challenges inherent in in learning a skill like that. Um, I kind of thought, you know, I still took lots of other kinds of classes, like, you know, woodworking and fabric design and jewelry and, um, you know, photography and stuff like that. Uh, but at a certain point, I kind of realized I should probably concentrate on glass because it, the facilities that you need for it are so specialized that it seemed like I should try to do it while I was in school. Um, try to get as much knowledge of the material as I could while I had access to all of that facilities and equipment. Um, and then, you know, I felt like some of the other things I could probably come back to or pick up in other ways. So on that, what is the path from there that led you to Cal State San Bernardino? Oh, a very circuitous path, really. Um, you know, after, you know, I, I did my undergraduate, I, I went to graduate school at Rhode Island School of Design, moved back to Toronto for um, a residency in a, a public access uh, craft studio. So I was able to keep blowing glass and then moved back to Providence to teach. And I, at that time, that would have been like 1994. And um, I thought I was going to be gone for like three months um, away from Toronto. And I have lived in the U S ever since actually. And after um, teaching for a little bit at RISD and then working in some um, glass blowing studios, I decided to move to Seattle, which is kind of a big mecca for glass artists, actually. 
and also moved there thinking that was only going to be for three months and ended up staying there for about six years. And at some point during that time, I was invited down here to San Bernardino um, Valley College and, and Cal State San Bernardino as a visiting artist. And um, I remember, uh, you know, you know my, at the time, my grandmother also lived in Southern California. She lived in Glendale for a little bit. And um, I remember there was a part-time teacher here who uh, was also teaching at, at San Bernardino Valley College, uh, Jim Stewart, who actually is still there. And he had only been teaching here because the previous professor had retired. They didn't have a good replacement. And he basically asked me if I would be interested in teaching here, if I ever you know, wanted to be here and spend more time with my grandmother kind of thing. And, I, you know, the moment, at the time, I didn't seem super, you know, I wasn't ready to do it, but I kind of just filed that information away. And then a couple of years later, I was actually ready to move here. Um, you know, I had loved living in Seattle, but I kind of felt like, um, you know, the weather was getting to me and there's pretty lovely weather here in Southern California. At least I find it pretty lovely. Um, and I asked, called Jim Stewart up and asked him, does that offer still stand? Is it still possible to get like a part-time job teaching glass here? And he was super eager to um, kind of just let me have it. So I remember coming and speaking to the, um, who was the chair then, uh, Professor Joe Moran, who unfortunately has since passed away. And, um, and then started teaching here part-time and moved to, moved to Southern California. You live in Los Angeles, uh, so you commute by car? Do you do train? I mean, that's, that's tough. It's, I mostly commute by car. Um, there have been a few times where I've taken the train. Um, I, I like to cycle or ride my bike. So there's been a few times where I've like put my bike on the train and, you know, take a train out here and then ride from the train station up here and, and back kind of thing, which is great. There's days where I have like a lot of things to read, you know, like I read on a train, like, you know, student assignments and whatnot, and then get a little exercise in and, you know, do some things on campus. Um, but it is a reverse commute. So most of the time I'm not sitting in traffic or anything. So it's pretty fast. You know, um, my partner, you know, we live in downtown LA. So kind of right at the very Eastern edge of the city. So I just get on the freeway and go. It's, um, it's, yeah, it's not so bad. You know, my partner works in West Hollywood and sometimes it takes him just as long to get home as it does for me, you know, and he's traveling like less than 10 miles and I'm traveling 60. So wonderful. <laughs> like my commute any day for that. <laughs> Kathy, you are on the hit Netflix series blown away. Um, please describe how you got involved and when season two starts and what's in store. Um, well, I got involved because uh, the, pr the production company, one of the producers reached out to me and initially uh, I was just was going to be a guest judge, like come for one episode um, and, you know, judge like one of the, you know, the challenge for that episode kind of thing. But the more we were talking and then, you know, he realized or understood that, you know, I'm an art professor and, you know, critique with students all the time, um, you know, and teach and, you know, you know, have to you know, talk about artwork a lot. And um, then he started to ask me about whether I'd be interested in just being on the show, you know, for the whole season kind of thing. And I was like, sure, it sounded so, so random. And honestly, over the years, especially living in, in Los Angeles, I've had a few people reach out every now and then about wanting to do a show about glass blowing. And then once they kind of understand like what that would entail in terms of the infrastructure and equipment and setup, they usually abandon those ideas pretty quickly. But um, this production company went for it. And I think at a certain point, they just were so 
far along, but not quite finished. But they just kind of realized there was no turning back and they had to make a go of it. And so anyways, when they asked me about it, I was still kind of suspicious whether it would actually happen or not. Um, luckily, I had, I mean, this was right as we were doing all the Q2S transition um, and, you know, developing all the curriculum and that. And I had um, a core, two course releases um, kind of in the bank. And um, I just told my chair, I'm, I'm going to take them both this fall. Um, this would have been like two years, a little over two years ago. And just kind of crossed my fingers because I didn't know if it was going to happen or not. Um, if it didn't, I would have been pretty bummed. <laughs> I would have been sitting around doing a lot of nothing, but it did happen. And, you know, even after we finished filming, you know, I still, you know, Netflix has, you know, I don't know how many millions of things that you can watch. So I just did really sort of thought it would just kind of disappear into the ether of, you know, the Netflix queue kind of thing, their endless queue. Um, but it did, it kind of surprisingly took off. Even though I think that the producers and directors were like surprised by how quickly that all happened. So that was really, really exciting. Um, and so, yeah, we filmed a season two. And so that is going to come out on or be available for streaming on January 22nd. Um, it's a, it's similar, but different, you know, there's a different cast of glass blowers on there, different dynamics, um, different challenges, different judges. Um, you know, I don't see a lot of what they film. Like I don't see when they have, you know, the glass blowers like talking to the camera and, you know, get, telling about their thoughts or what they think about what some of the other people are doing and that kind of stuff. So all that kind of backroom intrigue, like I don't see until everybody else sees it. So I'm not sure what, what some of the surprises might be, honestly. I mean, I obviously know who gets eliminated when and who the ultimate winner is, but how, you know, all the little steps that lead up to there, I don't know. Alex. So I'll be excited to watch too. So in this COVID virtual era, uh, how have you been teaching? How are you going to teach in the, the spring? Um, your class is one of the ones that's on campus, correct? It is a hybrid class, thank God, because it would be really hard to do what we do completely remotely. And I'm super thankful that um, we are on campus one day a week and students can do some hands-on things. Um, it's definitely, you know, a pretty curtailed compared to normal, but at least it's something. And I feel like uh, the students really appreciate that and the fact that they um, aren't sitting in front of a computer for class for a change, I think is great. Um, you know, I've been really, really careful. I mean, there's other processes besides glass blowing that people that we cover in a lot of the classes that are less problematic for um, people, you know, people being in close proximity to each other or, you know, you know, things that are much lower risk for transmission, for virus transmission. Um, so the glass blowing is definitely a little bit problematic. So that's, we've really kind of um, cut that back. We only have like two people in the studio at a time. Everybody's wearing, you know, N95 masks, um, not sharing uh, any of the equipment or tools or anything like that. Because the last thing I wanted to happen was have a COVID outbreak stem from my class here. So I've been so, so diligent and um, kind of a dictator about, you know, everybody keeping their distance and keeping their masks on and not sharing things and all that kind of stuff. So just so we can kind of keep going. So hopefully it'll be the same in the spring. It's going to be hybrid again. 
Um, so I'm really, you know, thankful about that. And I have a bunch of students that took it in, you know, a beginning level course that are coming back for intermediate. So, um, so they got a bit of the bug anyway. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Good. Art and design professor, Kathy Gray, before I let you go, how about a little history of glass blowing? History of glass blowing. Sure. Um, you know, as best as most archaeologists can figure out, glass blowing itself was invented by the Romans, like, you know, probably right around the time of Christ, probably by accident. Um, you know, earlier cultures, Egyptians, Greeks, Romans had been using glass in other ways. But the actual blowing was probably, um, you know, a happy accident. And then they kind of figured out how to, you know, capitalize on that and make lots of blown glass. So probably I would say... 90% of what we do now about with blown glass was invented by Romans like 2,000 years ago. Wow. I have no yeah, idea. it's pretty amazing. So much. All right. Kathy Gray, professor in the art and design department and reality TV show star, <laughs> blown away January 22nd. Thank you for joining us today on the Cal State San Bernardino College of Arts and Letters podcast. Thank you so much. We hope you have enjoyed today's CSUSB Cal podcast. Look for other episodes from the College of Arts and Letters on the campus of California State University, San Bernardino.